fucking three feet long. They're like this big. You just want to use them as a weapon, like a fucking club. You know, just fucking, I am the meat warrior, you know, something. Just beat the shit out of someone, like Mortal Kombat style, but with meat. He said no, I don't know. You guys aren't laughing, so obviously it's a no, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's cool. All right, you guys have a great night. All right, that's been it for the happy hour. Like, make it loud for George Z. Smith being awesome. Give it up for me. Give it up for Pam. Stick around for the comedy clubhouse uh, showcase. All right, bye bye. Keep clapping for Borshagurko, our favorite Russian. He's the best Russian that ever Russianed. Yay! We're not afraid of you. You don't belong to Cambridge Analytical, although he does sort of look like a millennial who could work for somebody. Doesn't he look like he could be one of the one of the insurgent? No, insurgent is the wrong word. I don't. I'm like sleeper cell. Is that the right think tank? I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to think about Boris Kirko. Hey, we're gonna play some super fun Mutiny Radio commercials. Uh, this is the beginning of Pam Jass's Comedy Clubhouse, and it was so great to have Mark Neuer start that out. We have an amazing show tonight. We have. Uh, Madison Hitchcock all the way from fucking LA. That's very exciting. We have Zach Wiseman if he shows up. I think he's very, very funny. Warhol Kaufman's here. He likes to write he likes to write things in black and then he goes over them in color. Uh, he does it all the time. I'm like, how does that help you? It's a process. Uh, yeah, we have it's that's the, the thing. Yeah, donating is donating is the best. Uh, but we are going to get started here in a little Well, I mean, like, why should we even give it a break? I mean, I'm already up here talking. I might as well talk about abortions. Uh, yeah, this was very exciting for me and terrible. This was a terrible and exciting moment that happened today. As I'm walking down Market Street, uh, a seven-year-old child tries to hand me a pamphlet with, like, dead babies on it. Uh, so all the Christians were out on, like, second and market excited about my you're a seven-year-old child you're not allowed to have an opinion you're not an adult who the fuck is allowing seven-year-olds to have opinions what the fuck is going on now oh seven-year-olds have a fucking opinion i thought it was like you know back to the days and sat behind and ate the scraps off their places like plates i'm like 1868 fucking London right now. That's what I'm doing my hair like. I just, I'm feeling like this really old school stuff because children should be seen, not heard. If they're seen, they should be eaten. Like, what are we doing now? We aren't eating babies. We're giving them opinions. Seven-year-olds are walking up to me telling me about abortion. What the fuck is going on with the world? This is the wrong audience. Like the Christians come to the depths of Sodom and Gomorrah. They're like, here we go. This is what we can do for Jesus. We're going to the depths of Sodom and Gomorrah and we're gonna pass out pictures of dead babies to people. I'm like, dude, I have one regret about my second abortion. Do you know, like, so I'm there and they give me the speech and then they put the little outfit on me and my legs are in the stirrups and they give me the midazolam, short-lived fast-acting benzodiazepines. Anybody else love the Tupam family? Just me? No one else loves Valium. Anyways, it's a fast-acting, short-lived benzodiazepine. It's like, a, it's like a Valium to your face. Boom! You feel so good! And they, I got my feet in the stirrups and they say, um... It's a five-minute procedure. 
Uh, some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> They're like, no, that's never happened. You guys, I did a hot five. I did a hot, hot five. It was a killer set. It was a bringer show. I left it there. I was so... The only regret I have about my second abortion is they didn't let me tape the set with my iPhone. You know what I mean? So like, did that set happen? Was it real? Did it have any meaning? Was it the best set of my life? Am I really like missing out by not hearing this set? Do you know what I mean? It's the only regret I have about my second abortion. Couldn't tape this set. It was uh, it's fun time. Uh, I, I, this is the thing. As a seven-year-old today is handing me a pamphlet with dead babies on it. There was a, this is the most thing. There was a quarter, and on top of the quarter were four fingers, not five. But it was like, all oh, the baby has four fingers at this point. I'm like, there's a seven-year-old handing me this pamphlet. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm on my way to get $2 beers at Rubio's. Do you guys know that all day at Rubio's on Friday, they have $2 beers? All beers. Modelo's. Fucking half of Drake's, half of something. Fucking, it is $2 beers. And Ruby has them on my way. Right? These children don't want me to have an abortion. All right, America. Uh, let's repeal Roe v. Wade. You want me to have an abortion? I'm going to need some new tools. Uh, so my, when my boyfriend and I are hanging out, out at the bar, you know, we got to drill some holes in his trunk so the baby can breathe, you know, because I mean? we're going to be drinking. If you put the baby in the, in the trunk with a sleeping bag, that's safe, right? Is that, okay, I'm just saying America's making me have a baby. I'm not ready for this, you guys. I can't afford a babysitter. There's he has a, actually now he has a truck. He doesn't even have a trunk anymore. So we're gonna I don't know we're with the baby in the truck. <laughs> Wrap it up in the sleeping bag. That's gonna be a problem. Uh, make me have a baby. It's gonna be four years old and it's still gonna need one of those like um, backpacks, you know, so that it doesn't leap out into traffic. Like my mom doesn't love me. I didn't want to be born. Like it's screaming into the void. And then it turns seven, and I'm at this, like, you know, parent-teacher conference. It's, like, first grade, but it's been held back or whatever. And um, they're like, uh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not. Who wants to be here right now? Really? And then finally later it turns 12, and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who is your dealer? <laughs> I can bring you to Burning Man. We can finally get to know each other. This is very exciting. I super want to get to know you now. And then it turns 15, uh, and it teaches me the coolest thing, right? Uh, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. What? Right? From the mouths of babes, genius. Right? And at 17 years old, it finally dies from one of those like speedball things, right? Like cocaine and heroin in the vein, like at the same time. And I'm like, wow, 17 years. That's a 17 year late term abortion. That is the latest late term abortion I could have ever had, right? Like it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. It was not my, I couldn't afford that. That was Medicalia, weirdos. <laughs> right? Like, choice. 
Yeah, I had a really painful period the other day, and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia, but nay, it was not. It was bloody and weird, but the Supreme Court is still in my uterus. Yay. Make the alcoholic have a baby. Yay. That sounds like a great idea, America. Let's make America great again. All alcoholics have babies. Yay. Yay. I don't know. Is that baby boomers? They're all the alcoholic parents. The Mad Men days. Remember when you could just drink around your kids and no one like freaked out about it? <laughs> Sorry. So I think abuse was rampant then. I just, I just bored. Today was very, it was very pregnant for me today in my gestalt because the children were telling me about abortion. I'm like, really? Anyway, uh, leaving you with something funny before we start this. Hey. I have to do, yeah, I have to do 35 minutes on, uh, on Sunday. I have to. I get to. And I'm like, how long can I talk about feminism without people getting bored? You know what I mean? Like, knock, knock. Feminism. feminism. I got my own fucking door. Thank you. Yay. It's like the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know how feminism works. I didn't read as much as they did. I do believe in equality so much, though. I really love equality. And that's why I loved watching the World Cup, um, because I got to objectify men. Yay! That's what feminism, they're like, they're like, oh, no more objectification of women. Everyone's going to objectify everybody. Now we just get to do it equally. Yay, feminism! Yay! Hey, Belgians, I'm going to make waffles on your tummy, and I'm going to eat them off. It's going to be great. Belgian soccer players, no one else cares about that more 44 year old women aren't watching world cup what is wrong with you what do you watch porn <laughs> gross i watch world cup <laughs> they just pull up their they pull up their shirt just like just a little bit you're like ah i just came it's so good finally you know you get to watch 26 year old hot millennial men like actually make their goals <laughs> they're literally making goals like <laughs> goals I do I love I love objectification though and I feel like it should be equality and that's why um, I'm really trying to bring about a new part of PG-13 because as we all know uh, 180% side boob is PG-13 cover the nipple all the other parts it's all fine it's PG-13 now I say equality now let's get some side scrote in there right because like the balls are cut so Right, and the dick's probably hard, so it's out of the shot. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so you're not even seeing. There's no genitals. There's no. So what we get to see is that beautiful side scrot, right? Like hairy, bong. Like I'm really excited. I think this is really good for older actors because they can come back with some really cool side scrot, like shots. Like Nick Cage can have a really great comeback, and it could be like a Martin Scorsese film, and he's coming out of like a pool, right? And he's coming out of the steps, and um. There's like a sunset behind him and his balls are still in the water and his dick is above like his leg over here. And what we get to see is this beautiful like stained glass side scroll like on the side. Like the veins create this like beautiful like moment where like the light shines through. Nick Cage bringing equality to the forefront. I know. <laughs> you guys are really not on board with the side scrot. I really think equality now. You guys like hate equality. You're like nuts, nuts equality. Like more side boob. Like more. Just how about how about 180 percent more side boob and then. Okay. 
Uh, this is a fun show, and I'm glad you guys are all here. Yay! Uh, we usually, yay! I have been paying attention to enjoys. But I usually sing a song before we start. It's very fun. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M U T I N Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi! See, I don't even cough anymore now that I use a vaporizer. You know what I mean? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come to my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so glad you're all here. Yay! Okay, cool. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just get started right away. Our first comedian of the night. Uh, he, you are looking like you just got out of a rugby game. You look like you just, he's looking a little uh, more verklempt than I've seen him in a while. (laughs) That's the wrong word, because that would mean that you're all together, but I feel like you're like, everything's on the outside right now, and you guys are going to love his jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Marty Cunny. Yay! I actually got told last night that I look like Hipster Heisenberg, so that was nice. Oh, guys, Hi, how are we all doing? How are we all doing tonight? You're in this lovely place. All right, I, how old are you? Are you a cop? What are you? What are you? <laughs> I don't believe you. I would check your ID, but it looks creepy when I check people's IDs. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to keep going on, tell you a little bit about myself. I have a lot of changes in my life recently. Uh, I actually just moved in with three women, uh, which is new for me. I have never lived with that many women before, and uh, I'm learning a lot. Uh, but I just feel like I'm left out of so many things, like so many conversations about like guys and about makeup. And, and then I found out when, when li- women live together, uh, their periods will sync up. Uh, have you guys heard this one? Is that a, oh, he's nodding like, yeah, man. I, I know, man. I feel the pain. No, it's a thing. They call it the moon cycle. Uh, Some people call it the moon cycle, which is weird because I did not know that the moon liked eating ice cream and yelling at me. Uh, I did not know it was a favorite activity of the moon. Yeah. I get out of the house once a month now these days. No, but um, I was worried about that because I was like, fuck, they're going to sync up and that's one more thing I'm going to be left out of, you know, like another thing. But lo and behold, that time of the month rolled around. My hemorrhoids started acting up, so, you know, I'm just one of the gals now. I'm a true feminist, all right? I bleed, too. That's right. Hashtag me, too? Is that what that, is that, what that means? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know what hashtag me, too is. I know what hashtag me, too means. It's a movement I support very much. Uh, I do have one qualm with the movement. It did ruin my favorite hashtag. Uh, can't use that one anymore on any pictures or you will get some weird looks. Um, for instance, I, my friend the other day put up a picture. He had just gone in and out and he put up a picture. He was like, Oh, just getting my double double. And I was like, Hey man, I just had that too. Hashtag me too. And next week people were like, Marty, are you all right? Uh, did you get sexually assaulted at an in and out? Is that what's going on with you right now? Are you okay? I told you you got to be careful with that secret menu, man. You never know what's going on with that. <sighs> I hope it wasn't animal style. Oh, boy. Uh, 
I, uh, I, I got a lot of gay friends these days. It's nice. I got hanging out with a lot of my gay friends these days, which is good. Uh, I think it's important, especially in San Francisco. You got to take advantage of it. You got to have a lot of gay friends because there's so much you can learn from gay men, uh, especially about male anatomy. No one knows more about the human body than a gay man. Uh, they're just all like minors in biology, apparently. I was talking to one friend the other day, and uh, he was telling me, I was, I've was i been seeing this guy recently, and that's actually been going really well. And I was like, hey, you know what? Good for you, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. He said, yeah. Uh, and the sex is amazing. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm like 100% sure I don't want to hear whatever you're going to say next. Uh, and lo and behold, he goes, yeah, he can fuck me in both of my assholes. <laughs> and I said... What? <laughs> That's right, guys. This is the TEDx portion of the stand-up show. I'm here to teach you all a little something. We all have two assholes, every one of us. That's right. We all have your outer asshole, the, sphinct- the outer sphincter, the one we're all familiar with. You know, your your crusty walnut, your uh, your rusty wagon wheel. You know, your chocolate starfish. We all know that guy. But you also have a second inner asshole. And I'm not talking about the person who parks in the disabled parking spot or uh, cuts people in line at the grocery store. Uh, I'm not talking about that asshole. I'm talking about an actual physical inner asshole that connects your lower intestine to your colon, right? We all have that. So if you're not getting fucked in both of your assholes, you need to look longer. You need to look harder. You need to look deeper. That's right, guys. (laughs) Gotta find that special someone. Um... A weird thing I have noticed a lot of my gay friends is um, a lot of them, like, when they couple up, they tend to couple up with someone that they look exactly alike. It's the weirdest phenomenon. It's just two guys walking around holding hands. They look like twins, except you know that they're fucking, so it's kind of weird. And... I don't know. It just it just weirds me out because like, are these guys gay or are they just super super vain? Like, they looked in the mirror one day and they're like, yeah, that's it. What am I doing fucking around with this woman for? I got what I need right here. It's all I need. Rest of my life. That's just uh, I don't know. It's like they were watching Silence of the Lambs and they got to that Buffalo Bill scene where he's wearing his lady coat and he's like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. And they're like, ah, this guy's onto something. Mm. That Buffalo Bill, he's a real thinker, that one. That's right. No, man. I guess maybe I'm just a little bit jealous because, like, I can't do that as a, as a man. Like, I can't look at a girl with my physical attributes and be like, yeah, that's the one for me, right? Like, I see a girl, like, ooh, bet you got some nice cankles into those jeans. Oh, hey, lady. Ooh, look like you need help scratching your back because you have sh- poor shoulder flexibility. Yeah. Ooh, you look like you uh, try to take care of your hemorrhoids by just eating a bunch of fiber because you're too subconsciously homophobic to take a Preparation H suppository. Hey, my kind of gal, give me a call sometime. No, I, I, it has, it's been a little rough for me because I, 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 am, I am single. I had a recent breakup, and um, uh, I found out afterwards everyone started telling me, like, yeah, man, I'm... Uh, you know, you're better off without her. She was a real fucking nut job. We didn't really like her that much. I was like, oh, good. Thanks for telling me that during the relationship. Uh, thanks for not giving me any clues. Like, I thought I was eating a nice steak dinner, and you're like, they were all like, yeah, man, you enjoy that possum meat you're eating over there. You know, that's 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 going to be good down the line for you. Enjoy the worms you're going to be having later. Like, oh, thanks a lot. I thought you were as my fucking friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing the dating app game, which is no fun because I was in a relationship for like six years and that's a long time to go into a relationship and then come out and then like when I run in, there weren't any dating apps. When I came out, that's it was like the name of the game, right? Like that's all there was. And so now I'm just trying to like traverse the waters and I don't get it. Like, because everyone is so dishonest on there. I'm just too much of an honest guy. I think that's what it is. I'm I'm so honest and everyone, I mean, what does every, ever the girls, everyone say in there that they like, right? They say they like books, right? They say they like wine. They say they like cars. They like adventure, right? But you show up to the date in your Maserati drinking your Franzia and your wizard's robe, reading your copy of Mein Kampf and they look at you like you're some kind of asshole. Like, hey, babe, I'm checking all the boxes. This Franzia is chilled, okay? <laughs> I'm a classy individual. This is what you wanted, like it or not. And apparently you don't, and I'll move along. Um, I actually uh, had a really awkward situation where I, I ran into a girl who was like an acquaintance, and she said to me, uh, oh, hey, you know, I saw you on Tinder. And I was like, that's pretty fucking rude to say to me, because clearly I'm swiping right on everything under the sun. And you didn't match with me. So what you're telling me uh, is that it wasn't enough to reject me passively. You had to reject me to my face. Like, <laughs> that was like, that is fucking rude, huh? That's fucking a weird thing to say to someone. Like, I didn't go up to her and be like, hey, I saw you on Tinder. Like, that'd be weird, right? <laughs> that'd be an awkward thing to do. Oh, man. Ah, oh, fuck. Where was I going to go from here? Shit. It's new set, Pam. I'm sorry. Uh, shit. Oh, yeah. The classic next step of that set was going to be, uh, so now I'm on to fetish apps, which are entirely different. That's an entirely different ball game. Because um, so a lot of people there just hop right to the point. They're like, Where, let's see the dick pic. Like, they just want to get it right out of the way. Like, I'm like, usually I have to, like, sneak that in there, you know? Um, and it's hard because I'm trying to, I'm realizing that I, don't know how to take a good dick pic at all, and um, uh, it's it's not going well. Like girls, I feel like girls they they take so many pictures of themselves. They they know how to take a picture of themselves. I have no idea how to take a picture of myself. Like I don't know how to do lighting or angles or anything. Like I try doing from the top, and then you can see my love handle. It looks like rolling hills on the way to the Washington Monument. It's all bad news, right? Uh, I tried to do it from the side and I have a very large ass. So I didn't, I think my ass stuck out more than my dick. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't right. And there's no way to like stand to the side and take a picture of yourself without looking like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> so that was not going to happen. And then I tried to take one from below. Cause I was like, you know, get that extra, extra inch and a half, pad my resume a little bit. You guys know what I'm talking about. And, uh, I realized how short my arms are. It just looked like I was trying to inspect chicken breasts on those pictures. It was like, what is this? of? and I was like thinking, thinking Marty, I'm a thinking guy. Why don't I use a selfie stick? You know, then I'll get that angle that I want, you know? So I, I did, I got the selfie stick. I went down low with it. Boom, great shot, loved it. Until I saw something that I didn't love so much. I saw this. Was... I photobombed my own dick pic. I could see my face in the background, like peeking out, like, hey. I couldn't keep that one. I couldn't send that to somebody. That was fucking weird. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot for coming out. Marty Gunny, everyone. 
I don't, I don't understand dick pics because they say the camera adds 10 pounds, but it doesn't seem to work with dick pics. Like, it only seems to work with my thighs. Like, why is it? Why are my thighs 10 pounds bigger, but your dick is never bigger? <laughs> Yay! It's just, that's, I guess that's, that's comedy. That's because that's God is funny. Uh, your next comedian, wow, he understands how funny God is. He was born in Russia. <laughs> we still like him. It's okay. Don't worry. I mean, I saw Red Dawn and I was afraid mostly of Cubans, not necessarily of Russians. But like when the Cubans are speaking fucking Russian, that's when you got to get scared, right? Did anybody else watch that great movie with Patrick Swayze in the 80s? Just me? Just I'm the only one whose life is shaped and I'm scared forever? Nope. Just cool. Red Dawn Wolverines! So scary. Uh, but I'm not afraid of your next Russian. I'm not afraid of him at all. <laughs> he was born probably after that movie was made. Put your hands together for Boris Shakurkov! Guys, make it loud for Pam Benjamin. Come on! Oh, yes. I like how many times you said I'm not scared of this Russian. It reassures me that you are scared. And you know what? That's what the country, that's what they're trying to do to us. They're trying to separate us. See, I'm aligning myself with you guys. See, that's the, yeah, totally. It's, it's us. It's, uh, my name is Boris, but I'm, I'm American. I mean, I am. I was a, uh, Pem's right. I was born in Russia. I mean, I, my name is Boris. It's a Russian enough name. Like, you can clearly tell that I'm Russian, which means that underneath this outfit is a full-on Adidas tracksuit. Uh, that's, and uh, too much chest hair. Like Marty, ugh, both of us, just too much. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, Justin, I, people always are like, oh, women are probably into that. No, 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 never. You know who says that? Guys that think that that's the missing thing. Like you're just a single dude in the city who hasn't been with anyone. You're like, it's because I don't have chest hair. That's why. Oh, here's this guy named Bor. Oh, is it the chest hair? And I'm like, no. And they're like, it's probably the chest hair. <laughs> no, it's the lack of personality. Um, but no, I was born in Russia. And I actually, I mean, family could have moved anywhere in America. So I asked my mom, like, why did we choose to move to San Francisco? And she said, well, Russia had a lot of crime and poverty and bread lines like you wouldn't imagine. And I grew up in San Francisco. We have those too, you know? Like, have you been to Tartine on a Saturday? Like, let's go tomorrow. That is, the last loaf in Leningrad is nothing compared to your local artisan bakery. We've done something much worse. Russia's fun. It is weird being Russian. I mean, I don't know. Is anyone here not from, Amer is anyone here that wasn't born in America? Where are you born? Nice. We're in India. Fuck yeah. I don't know where that. Fuck yeah. I totally. I don't know where that. <laughs> That's the best is when someone tells you like a country that they're from and then you're like, you ask where? Like I totally, like I, there's two places you could have said and I would have been like, yeah, no, I know. But I don't, if you asked me, I wouldn't be able to put that on the map where I would just be like India. I can find India. That's, well, I'm not an idiot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm divulging that I am an idiot. Well, look, I have a, you know, who's dating in here? We're all dating. We're all dating. Right, right, right. Well, I'm a lot. That's why I, I think I have a hard time dating because I have too much energy. I feel like I'm a bad date. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like most of the time, if you meet someone with this kind of energy, like, you, I, you know, sometimes I talk really quick. Sometimes I like to get loud. I feel like this is not a good energy. I feel like if you meet someone with this kind of energy, most times people just assume I have cocaine. <laughs> 
And I don't, I don't. I have anxiety. It's stronger. It's so much stronger and cheaper. I don't know how much an eight ball is, but anxiety is just a rough childhood. It's pretty cheap. But I don't know. That's why, that's why I feel like I, I have a hard time on dates and I have a hard time dating. Like, that's why I don't date women. I think they've suffered enough. Like, I'm a lot to put up with, you know? Like, I'm not gay. I'm considerate. That's the way I see it. That's what I'm doing for feminism. What are you doing? Marching? I masturbate. That's what I'm doing. That's my contribution. I think I'm doing more. I think I'm doing more. Honestly, I think I am. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would say, like, a lot of, every guy says they're a feminist. Like, who here would say they're a feminist? You, I didn't even stop saying it. I didn't finish saying it. You were already like, fuck yeah, I am. Feminist. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, but every guy says they're a feminist when they're talking to a girl, especially. Um, and, then, and then it's like, oh, you have a boyfriend? Like... Actually, I think the wage gap is uh, propagated by the left. I don't think it's uh, clearly true if you take into account education and other factors. But it's it, like it's weird. Like I, I would say I'm a feminist, but I'm lucky because I grew up with very strong women in my life. So I think it's easy for me to be a feminist. Like my mother, very strong woman. I know that because she used to hit me. You know, <laughs> it's still feminist just as much as my dad. You know, that's the thing. I don't know. Feminism is weird. I had this one friend on Facebook. She, uh, she posted a... a she shared this post about how uh, if men got periods, tampons would be free. That's what she shared. Everyone liked it. Like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And someone liked the yeah above. And it's like, if men got periods, there would just be blood everywhere. <laughs> That's all that would happen. There wouldn't even need to be tampons. It would just be a totally different world. All right, not the best idea, not the greatest jokes I've had. I, I get it, I get it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but that's why I have a hard time dating. I don't know. One time I matched with the same girl on three different dating apps. It can happen. It's like the universe's way of saying, like, you two, not going to do any better. <laughs> it's time to settle. This is what we're giving you. Take it or leave it. It's weird. I actually went on a date with that girl, and uh, it was strange because she, I wanted to pay for dinner because that's how I was raised, right? I mean, I don't know if it's fucked up, but whatever. Ah, whatever. I wanted to pay for dinner. I thought that was the nice thing to do. And she didn't want me to. She was like, I feel like if you pay for dinner, then I'll feel like pressured that something has to happen later. I don't want to do any of that. So like, let's just split it. And I never knew that was the option. <laughs> like, because if it was ever between splitting the bill or having sex, I would much rather split the bill. <laughs> I would much rather. I've never stayed up. Of course. Look, sex, it's so inconvenient. There's so many things that sex is so uncomfortable. No one ever talks about that. Like literally in movies and TV shows, when people have sex, it's just like two figures go into a bed under a blanket and then like, you know what happens. But like, Real sex is like a lot of like, ugh, I don't want, like, it's so, it's so tedious. It's not boring, it's tedious. I just learned that word today and I'm using it in every way I can. It's so tedious, tedious. This joke, this bit tedious. Okay, guys, no, don't pull, no, we're back. Okay, too much energy, I'm back. I'm over here now, no, no, I'm over here. Um, no, but that, I, that's why I have a hard time dating, I don't know, I... Personally, I don't get how some people date. Like, you want to put all your bullshit on someone else? Really? Like, I don't know. That To me, that's crazy. I, personally, I, it's like, deal with your own shit. You know what I mean? Everyone's looking over here. Should I look? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, 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 no. But, I don't know. I did grow up in San Francisco. Are you guys from, is anyone here from the Bay? Grew up in the Bay? Marty, you grew up in the Bay? Where are you guys from? None of you are from the Bay. Where are you from? You know what's crazy? Is that anyone who's not from 
America, if you ask like where they're from, like most people would say cities, but this is how stupid most people think Americans are is that they, most people have to dumb it down for us and not tell like, cause if you're like Vancouver, people are like, where's that? And that's like Canada. That's what people do. It's like, where are you from? Russia. Where in Russia? You don't fucking care. It was never about that. You don't care. Canada. Yeah. Okay. Like, where are you from in Canada? <laughs> Guys, mind reader as well as comic. Maybe I should go into mind reading. I'm pretty bad at it. I'm trying to think. You, I could guess. Okay. You're not from America. I'll guess where you're from. Vancouver. Is that not, wait, so you, okay, so Vancouver, that's nice. Where are you from? Are you guys from California? You're from here? Fuck yeah. San Francisco? Nice. Sometimes people are like, I'm from San Francisco. Like, where are you from? Livermore. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We get it, we get it. You see the Golden Gate Bridge once a year. I get it, I get it. Now, I grew up in San Francisco, and I, I don't know, I think I finally realized why. Uh, we never hear about anyone killing themselves on the tracks of Muni, and that's because no one has that kind of patience. That's what I think it is. You may be suicidal, but no one's got that. I mean, really, like, who is going to lay there for 47 minutes while the L sits at West Portal? <laughs> no one's doing that. No one's got that. Kind of, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes tourists, tourists always ask, like, oh, why are there so many jumpers on the Golden Gate Bridge? Because Muni can't handle the demand. That's why. <laughs> and the rent is high. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Who cares by rent? Be home. Ah, whatever. Um... No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I went to a bar for the first time with my father. We all like drinking in here. We all like drinking. Of course we do. Of course we do. I don't know. I, I personally, like, I have a hard time. Like, I went to a bar for the first time with my father. And he's a Russian man who doesn't understand cocktails. And, like, I had to explain to him, like, why, Ameri- why we drink cocktails. Like, sometimes you want something that tastes actually good, first of all. Also, like, not everyone wants to be an alcoholic, you know? And then I had to explain to him, like... Like, I, I was like, Dad, you realize, like, if Moscow heard of ginger beer and copper mugs, like, you would have your brother on this earth now. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's stopping our family. That's what's stopping the growth. That's what it is. Guys, I want to leave this earth at some point. Um, No, I'm kidding. I thought that would have been funnier. All right. I'm just going to turn my back. Um, No, I'm giving myself a timeout. This is called self-discipline. Um, No. <laughs> It is weird, um, you know, like, because Boris is a weird name. And I, my mom told me that uh, they always wanted to name me after my grandfather, whose name was Boris. That's something a lot of cultures do is just name you after other family members. And I was like, I, 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 I struggled with the name Boris. I was like, Mom, why couldn't you name me after my other grandfather? Like, there's another one. And she said his name was Shlomo. So I think I'm good with Boris. You know, that's how I feel. I think I could ride this out. I feel like, you know, I could do something with it. I don't know. I am. I, I, the reason, I don't know. I sometimes feel insecure about uh, my appearance. And I think it's because my wardrobe is inspired by that online shopping drop-down menu that's like sword price low to high. I'm a big fan of that one. Um, and I, I shouldn't be. I'm, I'm somewhat of an athlete. I used to be the captain of my high school basketball team. That's true. I went to a Jewish high school, though. So brings it down a little bit. My grandma always told me to uh, never make fun of Jews. She would tell me that. She was like, think of all the Jews that died in the Holocaust. Think about how they would feel if they heard you make fun of your own people. 
I was like three. She was telling me that. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, like, that's a pretty high bar to set for jokes. You know, like, do you know how hard it is to please six million Jews? You know, that is not easy. All right, guys, that's it for me. Make it live for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Boris Shkurko. Yay. Boris Shlomo Shkurko. Uh, uh, there, there, there are so many things that I wanted to say after your set, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just say this. You know, some people say raise the bar, and some people say lower the bar. And I say meet at the fucking bar. Why are you on Tinder? What is it all about these fucking apps that you weirdos are on? You can just go to the bar and meet the people. Does anybody do that anymore? No, just me. Just wondering. Just like just talking to people. Is that how we know? We just. Uh, we're all we're all robots. It's great. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited. He's all the way from Los Angeles. <gasps> oh, what the fuck? I'm very excited. Uh, he's new to all of us, so all of his jokes will be hilarious. And we're very excited. Everybody, clap your hands together for Madison Hedgecock. I'm ready to show you guys. New doesn't mean good. <laughs> Um, growing up, my dad was pretty hard on me. He wanted me to be an outside kid, judging by the way I dressed. Good job, dad. Um, he, I like playing video games at an N64. Whenever he saw me play video games, he's like, what are you doing? He'd rip the cord out of the wall. Go outside. You're never going to learn anything from that. That's what he would say. I'm like, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. One thing for sure, he's not going to say that to me when I pull the plug on him. Yeah, has anyone ever come out to their father just so he would stop talking to them? <laughs> they say homosexuality is a scale. I've been obsessed with how much I weigh my whole life. <laughs> What's up, Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, got, I got to find out how gay I was. Um, my roommate met on Craigslist. He's a ballet dancer. Uh, yeah, I know he's a good guy. He hasn't turned me into a, a trench coat yet, so it's cool. Um, he, he's, he's a gay guy and, uh, I wanted to show that I accepted his lifestyle. So he just gives his boyfriend a kiss goodbye. And I just watched, <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> I like this. I realized like I wanted to be like a cool straight. Uh, that's not a real phrase at all. <laughs> yeah. I hate PDA, but if it's uh, all for this, let's do it. Um, yeah, but now I'm uh, I'm part of the community. I'm out there. I'm I'm at a gay bar. I'm dancing around. You know, as as straights at gay bars do. You don't let your elbows go up past there. <laughs> this means you're up for grabs for sure. Um, so I'm 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 really dodgy because like I know you're not supposed to keep eye contact for too long. <laughs> Gross. Because it was a guy and a girl. So you're gonna do that shit here. <laughs> Go in the stalls where they do it. It's not, it's not my place to say. So I'm back to dancing, and maybe 15 seconds go by, and I hear, boo, boo, and I turn around. I'm curious, and it's a, it's a little guy. They call him Twinks in the community, and uh, he's pointing at the straight couple booing them. I'm home. I'm home. This is where I want to be for the rest of my life. So I want to jump in and on the fun. So I start booing them too. And he kind of laughs at me and we share a moment and we booed that straight couple so good that they left the bar. I've succeeded. I've been using the boo technique to get everyone out. Uh, someone asked me who I was going to vote for, for governor. I just texted back, boo. And they're like, we're so sorry. We understand. We'll take you off the list. Yes. Uh, 
And I felt a connection with that guy, so I went to the bathroom stall and I blew him. Like a good boy would. Um, I am not as open-minded. I'm a, more open-minded now than I was when I was 17. I was kind of a bad person. Is that a surprise that someone 17 was a bad person? We all were dog shit. And... <laughs> Uh, the first time I met a gay fella, a gay man, um, they, uh, we were just hanging out, sitting down next to each other, watching the sunset. I don't know how I didn't pick up on it earlier. Uh, and he uh, like puts his hand on my knee and says, why don't we get out of here? And I went, oh, no, and like walked away. Very mature, I know. And I was worried. I confided in my friend Devin. I'm like, dude, this gay guy just tried to fuck me. He goes, oh, the gays like you, huh? I go, don't you want to help me? He's like, I know exactly how to help you. We're going to play a little game called Queer Bait. Huh? So what you're going to do is you're going to find a gay guy, you're going to get him to come home with you, and they're going to rob him. Like, that sounds like a hate crime. <laughs> he goes, it is. It definitely is. But we make $100 off of it a night by ruining someone's life. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Dude, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. He goes, what are you? A faggot? No way, dude. I'm 17 years old. I fuck all the chicks. <laughs> Very mature. And uh, so he like he, he like runs me down this whole thing. Uh, you're supposed to, you're gonna you're gonna meet a, a, a guy. Three seconds eye contact. It's on. And uh, you're gonna offer to go down on him because you want his pants around his ankles, so he can't run away. Oh, it's okay because we're gonna hit him a whole bunch of times once his <laughs> pants are around his ankles. Oh, a whole bunch of times. Yeah. We got bad, like, oh, just in case he gets anything weird with you, here, here's a gun. Tosses me a gun. That seems like overkill. I've never held this before in my life. I'm terrified of this man. And uh, so I'm out there. I'm cruising. I see a guy. He's wearing a nice jacket. I can do three seconds of eye contact. I go, hey, how's it going, man? He says, hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm Madison. I go, hey, I'm Frank. Nice to meet you, Frank. You seem like a nice guy. Well, let's go behind this alleyway and blow each other. And he goes, sounds like a great idea. So me and Frank are hand in hand. We're walking down there. He goes, oh, so should I do stuff to you or do stuff to me? I'm like, oh, I'll do stuff to you. It's my first time. I feel like I should be a giving person. He goes, what a gentleman. I'm like, huh, you'll see. So I'm down there on my knees and uh, Frank's pants around his ankles. Check. I see my friends pop out from behind the alleyway like the three stooges pop, 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 like one head over the other. And they all start pointing and laughing at me. I've never been more alone in my whole life. I start reaching for the gat. That's why I decided to call it in that moment. And I, I start pulling it out. And right, I get to about here. And they all start running. I go, oh, thank God. And I shot all three of them in the head, and I sucked Frank's dick. I got four headshots that night. I choked. I, I bumped over saying Frank. God damn it. I love. I like saying that story because people don't know when it stops becoming true. <laughs> Is this guy? Do we call someone? Is there like a like an old office of Harvey Milk we have to do to get this man behind bars? Because there's he broke at least one law. We can all agree with that, right? Or he has a terrible imagination, and that was all in his head. Uh, I'm sick. <laughs> it's true shooting three of my friends in the head <laughs> that's true that's true uh i um line after queer vague oh i did an open I, 
You guys thought that was a bit? I forgot. <laughs> I'm stupid. There's, no, there's nothing up here, guys. It's all a facade. I'm reading off of a screen right now. I, uh, so I did an open mic in Las Vegas, which was going to be dog shit no matter what. But uh, what made it weird, fun, whatever you want to say, uh, was that the host rapped a song, <laughs> which would have been cute. But she rapped it directly at the only black guy in the room the whole time, not breaking eye contact, making it very awkward for me at least. And it felt like the whole entire uh, energy of the room was very put off by what she did. It was weird. Have you ever seen someone like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was her boyfriend. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm rapping at an open mic. What's wrong with me? It didn't come off that way. Have you guys ever seen someone bow to an Asian person they met? That's what it felt like. I know nothing about your culture. Stop. No. Let's change gears. Uh, you know, Cardi B used to work at H&R Block. Yeah, she'd be with a customer. You're like, these expensive, these is red bottoms. These are deductible. That's a, that's a retarded. I'm sorry. That's, don't say, don't say that. Don't say, that's mean. Don't say the R word. Who's stopping you, though? You know? Say it all. If someone says, dude, don't say that. Don't say that word. You're like, shut up, fag. You're like, dude, but really not that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, part, I'm the member of the gay community. I didn't mean that. He's like, all right. One slide, don't say that again. I won't say that one. But then they forgot about retard. Open season. Dad, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, open season. Say as much as you want. I don't know. We don't do enough for the mentally handicapped. I mean, homeless people are running rampant. At, I saw, I, was, I just got here. I got off BART, and I saw a man kick a homeless person who was sleeping. I'm like, finally, they're doing something about this problem. <laughs> now he dropped, a, <laughs> he dropped a bunch of heroin next to him. That was his wake-up call. It's like, oh, all right. That's, is that all it takes for heroin? I know it's a cheap drug, but it's crazy. I mean, I'm at the point where if you can kick me in the shins, if you just give me a simple compliment, I am so desperate. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I'm not going to do the, I already did the line bit. Um, uh, how much time are we doing? <laughs> I should, I should have been. A, yeah, it's around time. I was going to let you around. Oh, see, right on, on board with the thing. I like deleting apps on my phone because I like to watch the other apps tremble in fear. <laughs> He's such a benevolent God. I don't know what the word benevolent means. <laughs> He's so scary. It's like the reverse matrix where I'm the soulless machine that's killing things for no reason. And they're trembling on to the, what they think is life. Not today. Google culture and arts. Remember, that was so stupid. Who cares about what art thing you look like from the 1800s it's ridiculous um big closer that's it okay cool um i uh this is this is going to be hack because i'm an la comedian talking about traffic so once i've addressed that it no longer is that's a cool hack you guys can learn um I, uh, I was, I was stuck in traffic and, uh, I'm just like parked, just waiting for it to go. This guy in front of me, BMW, USC plate, fuck this guy. 
and I'm sitting there, I'm fuming. He's smoking a cigarette. He's flicking it. I know he, I know he's going to drop it. I'm, this is going to be the day I take a stand. I'm going to make sure he doesn't do what uh, he's not going to litter in my city again. No way. And he finally drops on the ground. I'm like, all right, here's my big chance. I unclip the belt. I open up the car door. I start walking up to it. I'm starting to get stiffer as I get there. My heart's pounding out of my chest. I'm having flashbacks. I'm peeking. I already know what I'm going to say when I get up to his car. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to throw it in. Like, this belongs with the trash. Pretty badass, right? So I get down there. It's still burning. I go to pick it up, and I look into his car, and I see the biggest fucking biceps I've ever seen in my whole life. Time for a game time decision. I just went, hey, thanks for the cigarette, dude. That was pretty cool of you. And I walked back to my car like a little bitch. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not getting my ass kicked by someone who's doing better than me financially. No way. <laughs> no way. I, uh, I see he's like looking at back at me in the rear. like, what the fuck just happened? What's going on? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like still worried. I like went up to him like, hey, man, here's a book. Those things aren't cheap. Thanks. That's a reasonable. And I went back to my car. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. Madison Hedgecock, everyone. Hooray! And then hooray. That was so cute. You were talking about apps. I actually have a really good idea for an app. I want to call it Guru. And uh, you download it, and then you ask it questions, and it gives you answers like an eight ball, <laughs> right? But you pay like 99 cents for it. And so I make lots of money. Does that sound like a good idea? Like it's ask again later. I'm like, yeah, ask again later. <laughs> no, I, I just think that'd be cute. Guru as an app. Who has not done that yet? Yay, it's like the I Ching. We'll put that all in there. We'll take all the religions and mix it up and flip it upside down and be like, don't get on the bridge today. <laughs> and I'll be like, ah, it's gonna change my whole day. Uh, your next comedian, uh, what a hilarious guy he is. He's come over on the bridge. He is, he is the biggest loose cannon I know. Like every, <laughs> you never know. Like you think sometimes he's like, does clean, no, he's never done a clean set. Uh, but, but it's, <laughs> he's, you he really, you're my favorite loose cannon. You absolutely are. No one ever knows what's going to happen. Don't put him in front of like, don't tell him that you can't say the word pussy because then he will. <laughs> We were at a show where that right before he went up, I was like, you're not allowed to say the word pussy. And he was like, <laughs> so he didn't say the word, but he pretty much said the word the whole time. It was great. He's no, because you know, like what do you challenge a comedian and be like, don't say this. Don't ever challenge Whirl to do or not do something because I think his best decisions are made out of spite. Everybody, Whirl Goffman, yay! apologize I'll get it a week somehow yeah just I just talked about cocaine for like well that was awkward huh you have such really destroyed your mind all right let's tell jokes shall we to pee kind of uh, I I'm gonna extend this awkwardness as much as possible I was one years ago with my wife at the park we were i was carrying this walking with our dog and i guess technically we're jaywalking a line that main street and this huge fucking truck this like huge very suv is just 
speeding at us like it expects us to just run out of the way, right? So I'm like, how do I protect my family in this moment? So I performed what I can only describe as an act of time travel, right? I stopped in front of the truck and I watched Snapple glass directly at the windshield. And I was, uh, I was walking. I guess you could say I was jaywalking. I'm from the East Coast. We go where we have to go. Like, what? <laughs> I'm going that way. So I used to be uh, in, Ca- in California when I moved out here. Like, a lot of people were getting hit by trucks and cars and sh- Like, I found an art space. 14 artists, all of us got hit car, like, at some point. This is a Madison's con. So I was ready because I've been in SF. So we had different strategies. One of them, we should walk around. Let's be real. We don't have eggs. So we just eat mime shit. And then I was like, oh, you know. I'm, so I was like, at some point, that's going to piss you off. So this dude, he like goes like he's trying to hit me. And he goes right by me. So I spit on his window. But his window's down. So I just hit him in the face. So that was fun. I actually said that to an Irish couple, right? And the, the lady was really offended. And the guy, he laughed. And he was like, uh, there's a liqueur that we make from potatoes. So popular because people were dying. And I was like, that is a hilarious ending to my joke. I love pussy, but fuck. P- this next joke is called Pavlov's Bell. Or Saved by Child Pornography. So... I was watching The Fresh Prince the other day, and it's like a great show, and I always watch it when it's on. And I was thinking, like, every time Saved by the Bell comes on, I watch it too, but it's not that good of a show like that. Why am I watching this? Is it that acting? Is it the cinema set? I think that's what it was. I think it's the sexy children. So were the back of... I think about this. I heard that dollars on man, I thought Jordans were expensive. That's crazy. <laughs> Apparently thirty-four thousand dollars. Ben Carson spent thirty-four thousand dollars on a dot must be knives. <laughs> must be knives. Uh, in Iceland they enacted pay equality. That means in Iceland a woman has to get paid the same amount as a man for the same job. And I just think it's inspiring what human beings can accomplish with absolutely no racial diversity whatsoever. (laughs) It's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, There's been a lot of white separatists, a lot of white separatists in the news. I'm down, I'm down for white separatists, man. I am. I'm down for their cause. I think uh, they should consider Mars. There's no Negroes on the moon. (laughs) Go white separatists. Like, do it. You know, you can do it. You can center of the earth, baby. You can. Okay. I don't even believe we've been to the moon. You know, Neil Armstrong punched a dude for, like, challenging his story. He won't even talk about it in public. I look at the moon all the time. I've never seen a fucking flag on there. Anyway. I'm trying to figure out who my mom is thinking about when she listens to sad songs while she's cleaning on Saturday mornings during my childhood, you know? Like she's cleaning and every every weekend it's like, I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. It's easy to, she's listening to fucking George Michael. She's listening to my jeans, I want them back. <laughs> Who's she thinking about? Is it Hank? 
who she dated when I was in preschool when I used to go to the foundry and the really pretty preschool teacher lady would kiss us on the mouth. Is it Hank that she's thinking about? Who is she thinking about? Is she thinking about... <laughs> Is she thinking about the Native American bisexual actor she dated in high school that she never fully got over and she told me I remind her of? Who is, it's not my father. I know it's not my father. I'm gonna, this isn't funny, but I'm gonna tell this story because I already did a set here and I don't fucking remember what I said. Um, so my mother told me once why she left my father because my whole life I thought that he left. I was like, oh, my father left, my father left, my father left. My fa- I was kidnapped as a small child. It turns out, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. So, turns out my father didn't leave. This is why my mother's a gangster. I'll tell you what she did first, and then I'll tell you why. This is what she did. She decided she had enough. So she told my father, I found a new apartment. And he's like, that's fantastic. So he packs all the stuff up, drives it to the new apartment, puts everything away. After they're done, they walk to the door together. She closes the door. He's like, where's my key? She's like, you don't get one. And then they leave. That's what she did. This is why. She goes, at a certain point, I realized, I think I can do this on my own. This is when. She was the only one with a legit job. She wasn't getting any money from anywhere else. My father quit his engineering paid whatever the fuck you get paid to learn how to be an engineer. He quit that so he could start selling coke, right? So there's coke and a gun in the house, but my mother's not getting any of the money from the coke, so she's still just raising on her own, and he moves his father into the house. So now she's raising a son, she's feeding the father, and three generations of the same family, just different sizes of the same dude. She's feeding, and they're all like making messes everywhere. It's horrible. And then the straw for her was my father hit my mother in front of me in a high chair and his father, and none of us said anything. I feel bad. <laughs> none of us said anything. So that's, she got the fuck out. That's fun. What a funny joke. A lot of people don't like seeing ugly guys. End of joke. A lot of people don't like seeing ugly guys with beautiful women. You know, like a lot of people don't like seeing gorgeous ladies with like hideous dudes. But I like knowing where the cocaine is. I enjoy it. I like my blunts rolled with a crutch and that crutch is called alcoholism. I heard about this sen- yeah, I heard about this senator who apparently had an $84,000 like one suit. He settled one sexual harassment suit for $84,000. One suit. That's got It's got to be like $15,000 per inch. It's a lot. Keith Tharp was in the news a little while ago. Keith Tharp was on death row and apparently he wanted to appeal his sentence, because he said one of the jurors was racist and he wanted a fair trial, you know? He wanted to appeal his trial. But come on, man. If you get rid of racist jurors, what's next? Racist cops, lawyers, judges, and politicians? Let's not get crazy. <laughs> All right, let's not get crazy. Um, apparently, a lot of young black men have been shot while handcuffed in the back of cop cars. And it just makes me wonder like, do police not watch Tarantino films? <laughs> <laughs> On the 
Jasmine, everyone. Hooray. Yay. He was talking about the police state there at the end. That's fun. I was hanging out with two four-year-olds, nannying them, darling little twins. And they, uh, they, they uh, taped me. They, they did yarn. You know, I was on a desk chair and they, 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 there was yarn and there was tape. There was some tape on my mouth. It was masking tape. Let's not worry. I was, I was, uh, uh, oh, it's mass exodus. Thank you guys for being here. Yay, have fun in LA forever and all the stuff. Thank you and all your people for, oh no, it's, they, I mean, no, it's the, no, it's, no, it was the right time. They, they came to see you and I thank you for bringing them all. And no, seriously, it's super awesome. And no, thank you, Madison Hedgecock. I know, and they're so cool. And that's the beautiful thing about San Francisco. It is early. You guys can fucking party. Please remember, don't eat your boogers. Smoke them. Okay? Just learn from the 15-year-olds. I'm just saying, learn from my jokes. Everything will be okay. It'll be good. Uh, hey, everybody. You're, I was going to do a little joke in between, but that we just won't even do it. We'll just bring up our next comedian. Hey, put your hands together. He's a very funny guy. Uh, he has his own show in Oakland and also in Orinda. Are you still doing the Orinda show? No? You were doing a show in Orinda for a while or something like that. Everybody, Jason Cole. Yay! Thank you. Give it up for Pam. Doing the Lord's work. Thank you very much. Woo! You guys have heard of TED Talks, right? Prepare for a retard TED Talk. All right. Premises worth forgetting. This is a real show. This is nice. Had I known, I wouldn't have done those last three drugs. <laughs> Five's enough. Okay, cool. But I am in a good mood. I finally had my very first threesome. Yeah, come on. It could happen. I banged this pregnant chick. It still counts, right? It does. I don't know. A lot of gray area. On the top of his little head. Am I right, Marty? All right. Should this joke still go? It was a pretty hot threesome. It almost felt illegal. I mean, uh, she was over 18. I'm just not allowed to be that close to infants, you know? <laughs> uh, that's my new opener. It just kills everything. <laughs> How are you doing? Cool. Are you enjoying the comedy show? You're laughing on the inside, right? I <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I'm trying to, I was going to try to make you laugh, but I just did. Before, you know, before actually I got into this lucrative comedy career, career, I actually used to perform magic. But I always found it very difficult to get booked as a magician because I kept making the audience disappear. That's my only clean joke. Uh, I am looking for a job. What's that, Jason? Open mic comedy is not paying the bills? No. I have a dumb day job. Who has a dumb day job? Yes, the rest of you, you guys are Bitcoin, you're all locked in? You got Canadian Bitcoin, eh? Okay. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, what is that called? Uh, Fatback Futures? Whatever. Uh, I've had the same dumb office job for 10 years, you know, 10 years out of the job interview game. Get back to these job interviews, they're still asking the generic, stereotypical job interview questions that force me to lie. I'm generally honest, except to the IRS, you know? <laughs> I don't like to li lie unless you ask me a question, but they asked me, they're like, Jason, why did you leave your last job? Oh, they were gonna fire me, so I just quit. <laughs> you just can't, you saw my resume, I'm very proactive, but you can't tell them that in a, in a job interview. What's the other one they say? Jason, uh, why do you wanna work for our company? Uh, Cause shit costs money. You have the money. Arby's has the meats. I have the drug and alcohol problem. Let's work together. Synergy. 
I can't be truthful in these job interviews. The best one I got last week was, Jason, we're a fast-growing company. Where do you see yourself ideally in five years? Ideally, uh, getting roadhead in a spaceship. That sounds super ideal. Todd, thanks for asking. <laughs> Saw your inspirational poster there in the waiting room. It said, dream big. Maybe we're going to Saturn for an interspecies drug orgy. I don't know. So I'm still unemployed. Or <laughs> Why start telling the truth in a job interview when you've already sent over the first salvo of lies, right? Le resume, am I right? You got to pad your resume. Mine's so padded you could sleep on that some bitch. okay? Set the sleep dial for zero truth. You want me to go back 10 years on my resume, include all my volunteer work? Okay. On my resume, I've been to countries that don't exist, fighting diseases I made up using 90s band names. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Sharon. Love to tell you about the three summers I spent in Southern Malacky, inoculating children against the outbreak of Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's a very dangerous disease. If you don't catch it, they get third eye blind. It's a whole thing. Hey. Hey. I did so good in Southern Malacca, I was recruited to another NGO, Never Gone Overseas. I was rebuilding schools in the People's Democratic Republic of Creed. <laughs> You're not going to fact check my resume, are you, by a Google search or by looking at that map, you know? Good times. Guys, if you're anything like me, you smoke pot and stare at your dog, right? You smoke pot and stare at your dog? I smoke pot, I stare at my dog, and I wonder what she's thinking. And I think she thinks I'm not doing enough in the way of retirement planning. You know, it's pretty good weed. I looked into it. Turns out my dog is right. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> but I did find an online retirement calculator. You plug in your age, your income, your total crippling debt, and a few parameters of the retirement lifestyle you become accustomed to. And uh, it does the numbers. I don't know. It goes to the cloud. Boop, boop, boop. Comes back with my retirement plan. Said I should fake my own death. <laughs> fake my own death, which is great. It replaces my current exit strategy of accidental autoerotic suicide. <laughs> accidental while listening to In Excess. Am I right? <laughs> oh, young people, how's it going? I'm from the future. Global warming is real. <laughs> don't do drugs. I mean, do drugs, just don't do all the drugs. I'm 23, you know, shit. What else can I tell you about myself? Now that we're besties, I am, uh, I am Jason Cole. I am 48 years old, never married, still single, no kids. Yeah. More red flags than a North Korean missile parade, you know? As you can imagine, all my friends my age are married. They got the nice wife and the mortgage, the nice house, the reasons for living, you know, total losers while I'm out here on a Friday killing it. I'm sure by now they think I'm gay, you know, because I'm wearing this jacket and uh, I'm kind of neat and organized and I have a tastefully decorated apartment and I say gay stuff like tastefully decorated apartment and, <laughs> and I suck guys' cocks. Uh, no, well, it's a confusing time for everybody, but uh, yeah, it's hard to meet women at my age. Not a lot of hot chicks walking by my couch, you know. <laughs> Shit, but I'm, uh, I'm old school. There's a uh, online dating, nothing against online dating. Great way to get killed by people that look like me, you know, <laughs> rest in peace, Craigslist personals. Uh, but I wanted me to grow in person, you know, like there's something I'm old school, like something so uh, magical about a chance encounter at a coffee shop or a laundromat or the alley behind her house, something unexpected, you know, 
Do they have Amber Alerts in Canada? No. Uh, or better yet, a bookstore. Like, you guys can read, right? You remember books? They used to have them in the mall. You go to the bookstore, get that nerdy librarian thing going. Our eyes meet across a crowded bookstore. She's in the romance section. I'm in self-help. She moves over to the travel section to let me know she's adventurous. I move over to the home improvement section to let her know I'm not homeless. Yeah. She moves over to the astrology section to let me know she's crazy. I move over to the history section to let her know about my obsession with Hitler. No. She moves over to the cash register to let me know she's leaving. And I move over to the true crime section to let her know I'm going to follow her. <laughs> she moves over to the mall cop to let me know she's fearing for her safety. And I move over to the Cinnabon because I'm tremendously high. <laughs> she moves over to the fountain because, as it turns out, the mall cop was much more creepy. And uh, I approach the fountain and I throw a penny in. And she makes a wish that I would leave her alone. <laughs> I tell her I'm a comic who has trouble ending jokes, and uh, she laughs like that. And uh, <laughs> we go back to her duplex and make love five times, because it's my joke. I could do that. Pa <laughs> Turns out she works for Netflix, guys. I sign a $20 million deal for my first special, Jason Cole, live from the Mutiny Radio. I finally have enough money for my penis reduction surgery, and... Is this joke still going? And, and now I'm with a manageable 10 inches, comedian Jason Cole lives happily ever after. Scene. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are a great audience. Thank you guys for coming out. How did you hear about the show? You guys are transplants? Online. Online. That's awesome. On the interweb. Great promotion. Are you visiting or are you guys transplants? Oh, cool. I'm like, speak like they don't speak language. Are you visiting? Yeah, we live around the corner, you old fuck. <laughs> You're just my type, cute, but out of pepper spray ranch. You know what I mean? <laughs> pepper spray. Oh, shit. A lot of the comedians make fun of me. I'm the creepy comic, you know what I mean? They're just jealous because they're not physically as fit as me, you know what I mean? In fact, I challenge any one of these out-of-shape losers to try to climb up a 40-foot tree to get a better look at a playground. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, I love making Pam and Warhol laugh. That's all that matters, except for dying alone. All right. <laughs> Guys, who has tattoos? Let's get edgy. That they hate. Let me show you my back patch. No, uh, seriously, I have this tattoo. Check out this. Is this guy a biker? Bring it in for a close-up. For those of you listening at home, my shitty little red lightning bolt. I paid money for this, and I learned a valuable lesson. Never get a tattoo while on vacation, okay? This is nine beers and a Percocet in Nashville. Nashville. Where's my art history majors, right? Top three art destinations. Let's say them together. Italy, France, fucking Nashville. In the worst tourist trap part of town, like honky-tonk hat store, honky-tonk shirt store, honkies everywhere. It's like coming to San Francisco and go, driver, take me to Fisherman's Wharf for some permanent body art. Let's talk about it. It's supposed to represent my all-time favorite band, One Direction. Who's with me? Now, ACDC, where's my rockers? Who's got the Adderall? But I didn't want to get the whole logo, AC, Lightning Bolt, DC. 
because it couldn't fit on my massive arm. But also, it's too easy. I just want the lightning bolt so only the true fans know. Yeah. So I get this thing, and I get home. First friend I show it to him, like, hey, man, check it out, rock and roll. He's like, wow, Jason, you must really love Gatorade. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> I do love Gatorade. <laughs> I've made a terrible error. I've had people with ACDC shirts come up and go, killer tattoo. I'm like, finally. They're like, lemon lime's my favorite flavor. I'm like, bitch, we're at an ACDC concert. Show me some respect. <laughs> Speaking of respect, I love the mutiny. Got my start here. Give it up for Pam, the man behind the board. Thank you very much. Thank you all for coming out. Jason Gold, that's so fun. I actually have a very similar tattoo on my middle finger. But instead of, yours just has like the one, mine has like two, there's more triangles in mine. Mine is, no, this is, I have a tattoo on my finger. There's 30, I was the 22nd person to get it, but I think there's 33 of us that have it now. It's like a tattoo club. I used to be much cooler than I am now. Like I used to be in like, I used to hang out with tattoo artists. I have weird tattoos. Like we were hanging out at four in the morning and everybody got tattoos. What did you I have tattoos like that, so I don't really give a fuck about my body. I'm not allowed to have nice things, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, ruin it all. I'm actually going to get another. I'm going to get a tattoo really soon. I'm finally going to get a chest plate, but it's going to be backwards so only I can see it in the mirror, and it's going to say, it'll turn out all right in the end. You'll see. Does anyone know what that, do you, does anyone know what that quote is from? It's Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. She says, it'll turn out all right in the end, you'll see. But it's also Mrs. Potts, and I smoke all the pots. <laughs> and so, but I'm going to make it be in script and backwards so that when I see it in the mirror, it's perfect for me. But for everyone else, it looks weird and scripty and backward, like a cool, anyway. But when I look in the mirror, I'm like, it's all, all turn out all right in the end. You'll see. Mrs. Pot, and I'll smoke pot while I'm looking at Mrs. Pot's quads. It's nobody else. Dyslexia. Well, if anybody can read backwards, you crazy kids. Um, I should do one more closing joke. And then, but Zach Wiseman was supposed to show up, but he does heroin sometimes. So that's probably why he's not here. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. No, it's, he has great jokes, but he's like, I've been doing heroin for 10 years. You could do it just recreationally. And I'm like, but then you don't show up for shows, buddy. <laughs> like, Look, we have an audience for you. It's okay. And I don't, feel, I don't feel bad about calling him out because he says it in his own jokes anyway. So it isn't even like, it's not like I'm like, look at these skeletons in this closet over here. Like he, he busts, he lives in a closet. He busts open the door. Best 10 comics who don't show up. I I can't who else doesn't show up the only time I didn't show up for a gig was when I put it in my calendar as the 10th of a different month so I thought that it was like June 10th and it was actually May 10th and then May 10th happened and then they were like why aren't you at Tommy Cheese and where are the people that you promised us and I was like it was June 10th and they're like no it wasn't and I was like I fucked up Anyways, you learn lessons, learning how to be an adult. Yay! Like, that's being a comedian. It's just, it's a, there's a weird... Okay, I'll do one more funny joke. Uh, I don't know if I have any Canadian jokes. I like poutine. Do you guys like poutine? I have no jokes about that. 
I'm just, I'm like Canadians, Canadians. Uh, the only thing I have about Canadians is that you're awesome. Like you have like healthcare and you're nice to each other and Victoria is beautiful. Oh no, Vancouver. I've been to Victoria and we, we were on a kayak and uh, we did the, and there were little, little animals that came out of the water. Boop, they put their heads up and you're like, this is a beautiful place. Okay. Anyways, um, I have nothing, I, I, I have no jokes about Canada. I don't even understand why like, South Park makes so much fun of Canada. I think because Canada is so awesome that they're like, we might as well make fun of Canada because there's nothing to make fun of them of. So making fun of them is like part of the thing, like, because they're awesome. It's easy to make fun of Americans. Oh, I'll do this for you guys really quickly. Do you guys know about Melania Anya? Melania? Do you know what her, is her name Melania or Melania? Do you care? And do you know about our first lady? I don't care either. Does anyone know how to pronounce her name? Is it Melania or Melania? It's Melania. Melania. I don't know because she never speaks. You know, like if she talk, I could hear what her name sounded like. That'd be cool. I heard she speaks like four languages or something. And I'm like, speak in any language, anything. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I don't even know where she's from. It's like Slovenia or Slovakia. Uh, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. You know, like she is so pretty. She looks so good when she frowns. Third Wi-Fi's down, you know, like, come on. It's like, she, she's not allowed to speak anymore. I, I mean, I just, I wish she'd talk. Uh, I was wondering what she, her, would be her first lady stance, you know, because every first lady has a stance. They have do a thing. And um, Michelle's was awesome. I miss Michelle so much. And she was like, didn't like fat kids or whatever. And she was like, working out is good. No, she was like, diabetes is bad. And working out is good. And like fat kids are, well, no, but there's like obesity is a huge problem right now. And so like, but she was like really proactive about it. And so I was hoping that Melania would just, would just be a plagiarist again and she would also hate fat kids um but in a different way she would really become the champion of bulimia you know because no one knows better than melania that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty you know so she's gonna teach the kids um, she's really gonna be known as as an environmentalist because she's gonna teach the kids to vomit into the composting into the composting bin you know so it's like reuse regurgitate reuse recycle and then they can use that like vomiting, like it has a high pH, so we can put it on the wine vines in Napa. And we're gonna have a really great, like really great wine thing. I'm just saying that like, it's important. The best thing is that she's gonna teach kids to be four times the consumer, you know? Cause they're like bulimic, so they just eat four times the food. It's so good. It's like, it's really gonna save the economy. I think if Melania is gonna get on board. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I know. Thank you. Uh, well, Zach never shut up. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for coming all the way from Canada. Thank you to all our comedians tonight. Thank you guys for staying from the whole time. And the lady in the hat, like you're like, you're like, um, you're like Scarlet. You came from the from the from the great. What's the thing with the? You look like the, you look like the South, and we need some feathers on the hat. And you're like, put on the outfit. What's it gone with the wind? You look like Miss Scarlet with us tonight. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you to Mike for running the door, and to David Sunzu for running the ones and two. We'll see you guys next week here on Baptist Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Good night.
gotta do is tap the gas and the car will start. So woo woo woo, the car started. We're like, oh fuck. We just stole a car by ourselves. What the, it was like an accomplishment. What kind of fucking, people are graduating and shit. That's accomplishment for us. We're like, nigga, we just stole a car, bud. We, 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 we 50 cent right now, nigga. I don't give a fuck. I'm a rock now, you know. I'm a, what year is this? This was when I was 15, so it's 2005. 2016. No, I mean 2006. I'm high as fuck. There's a 6 in 2006. Okay. So we get in the car, we're driving into Ocean Beach, because that's where a lot of high school kids have parties and shit. We get to Ocean Beach, and one of our friends who happens to be 6'5", is like, I don't believe you, you don't have a stolen car. We're like, nah, we didn't have a stolen car. I don't believe you, you don't have a stolen car. If you have a stolen car, give us a ride home. We're like, all right, we'll give you a fucking ride home. He gets in the car, it's kind of like a small car, so he's hunched over, and we're driving back to our neighborhood where we're from. And all the way there, there's a main street. Before gentrification, there was a town of niggas who hanged out on the corner. It looked like a fucking music video, right? As we get up to the corner, I tell him, let's take a left before we get there so we don't have to see all these niggas. He's all like, fuck that, ain't nobody gonna do nothing. We drive him to the corner, he skirts off in front of everybody. And everybody on the corner is like this. And I was like, what the fuck you do that for? He was like, I got nervous. Right, so we're driving up this giant ass San Francisco hill, right? And all of a sudden we hear a noise behind us. Somebody's mowing the lawn. I'm like, nigga, it's 3 a.m. in the hood. Ain't nobody mowing the lawn right now. So we're driving. As we're going down the hill, a car is backing out, and we try to go around the car, and we almost hit a fucking dirt bike. A dirt bike was chasing us. And the dirt bike almost falls off and stops at the corner. He's trying to get out of his car to get in his house because he's so nervous. And then the dirt bike dude pulls out a big-ass gun. This really happened to us. This is a true story. This, been, we're all 15 years old, stole our first car. We're already fucking going to get killed. Or he's going to rob us in a stolen car. I don't know how that works. So, so we're like, he's got a gun. And he just hits the gas and speeds off. Woo! And we're driving down the street, crashing into hella shit, taking hella turns. We get up to a giant hill. We start going down the giant hill. And we thought we lost the dirt bike, but the dirt bike had turned off its engine. And it was just coming behind us hella silently. This motherfucker was a professional. This guy was an assassin, right? And we're like, he's still behind us! And we start driving hella fast. And at the bottom of the hill, a police car goes by. And I'm all like, follow the police car! And everybody's like, nigga, we're in a stolen car! <laughs> so, we go, the <laughs> we go the opposite way of the stolen car. The police car made the dirt bike not afraid, so the dirt bike got kind of slowed down. As the car's still moving, we all jump out, and the car's just like going down the street, crashing into shit. We're rolling on the floor. And the fucked up thing about it was the guy who was 6'5", his door had child on So he was just in the back window like, no! <laughs> and the car going down the street. And then everybody said, you stole the car, you got to smoke some weed, you really want to be a rapper. And that's how I smoke weed the first time. Nice. True shit. You from Frisco? What high school you go to? See, that's the shit I'm talking about. I'm from Frisco, okay? You went to Aragon? Oh, you went to James Devin. Oh, shit. That's, that's the hood right there. Yeah, that's the hood right there. I grew up, I grew up close by. But yeah, that's a certified Christmas story. 
Thank you, high motherfuckers. Where's Pam Benjamin at? You over there? Okay, I'm trying to make this mic right here work because they got the system. Oh, they do? Yay! <laughs> you guys are holding with us. Yay! I promise we're going to make the microphone thing happen in just a second. We're going to use the system here at Spark because World Cup has been killing me. Turn on the microphone. I, I, can, I know we're gonna Sorry. figure it out. No, we'll figure it out. We've got. No, no, no. Um,
week here, which is exciting. Yay! Uh, hey, we've got more comedians to tell you funny stories. He knew about cannabis back in 
Right, Pam? Sure. <laughs> do you work the same way with fucking dick? I wish I could remember anything. This is hmm? great. We try to stay what? off the full show. Oh, do you really? We do. On the show, we try to. Yes. Well, oh, we're on the air, are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, it's outside just now, about 20 minutes ago. And this here, this lady comes up, pokes me right in the tummy. She goes, Mister, you overweight for your height. I said, Come on, lady, you don't know how high I am. <laughs> <laughs> You just got off a boot gas in the boot gas in the you can tell. What? It's like, look at your little dog, eh? I mean, what a gorgeous puppy. Everything looks good when you get them on. Are you doing? Are you keeping your Pokemon? What that one? Yeah. The friend of your face for the day, see? You don't know after all. It doesn't matter what colour you are, where you come from, if you're a comic. They still hate each other, it's like everyone. No, you don't, I love you, so fucking well. Oh, I swore again. You didn't tell me it was a clean show, I'm supposed to. Well, no, it's not, it's not that it's clean. You just try to stay away from the vulgar, that's all. Oh. Yeah, that, that makes sense, too. What? Just, you know, they have the most beautiful bathroom in San Francisco. You know, I'm not sure it's mine. I want to come over there and talk to these people, but not allowed to because the mic's too short. I know what you're thinking. Who let this fucking grizzly old geezer in there? This young people fight? Right? What? That's what you're thinking, I know. I want to tell you, kids. You make fun of old people. Are we out of the London stuff? They do. They fuck me all the time. I want to tell you. Listen. So many fuckers going to die young. Yeah. I know, see? If it happens to you, do. If it to you, just write that very minute before you croak. Look me up on Facebook. <laughs> You'll say this. Griffin Day So hopefully, you know. I want it to be 110. 110 years I want to live. Because I'm not getting tired yet. And I thought I would by now. I thought I'd be like going to bed at 9 o'clock like my granddad. No, no bongs. Mm. On Friday through Sunday, 4.20 to close, you can smoke pipes. They can bring bongs? You can bring your own bongs? Oh my god! I mean, if it breaks, it's on you, but you can bring it. Right, but you can bring a bong? That's so cool. Yeah, I've got to buy a bong. How much are these bongs? Yeah, we're going to... What do they cost? Oh, I don't know. They go for like now. Only four hundred. About. I didn't say only. No, 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 no. I think I'm speaking my own point. Five thousand years ago, mate, people were getting high just like this. The ancient Egyptians, the old Chinese, Aztecs. They've been getting high for centuries, right? What? What's going on? 
I'm kind of upset. Uh, my friend died, and uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too upset, but I'm not, I'm not shocked. Um, I've been pursuing jujitsu, and uh, my friend's kind of famous. Uh, his name is uh, Andy Bourdain, and I know him a long time. Like we go way back. Like, Did you do jujitsu with him for real? Yeah. Oh my god. It's crazy that how he committed suicide. Like, he's a white guy that travels the world, eats his food. What, what a punk, you know what I mean? What, what a sucker, you know? I wish I could pass, but man. But he's so romantic, he's like, oh, I want to die in Paris. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, pick the nice robe out, like, nice robe, hang myself, oh, that's too hard. Like, no, 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 it's just me, okay. it's okay. It's okay. I choked him out, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are. You know what's crazy? Um, I'm really upset at my grandmother. Um, the main reason why I'm mad at my grandmother is because uh, she voted for Donald Trump. I was like, man, you really voted for Donald Trump, grandma? Like, that's, that's not cool. And I asked her, why'd you vote for Donald Trump? And the main reason why she voted for Donald Trump is because uh, her and my, uh, my grandpa got an argument, and my grandpa doesn't have his papers, so she wants to be deported. And it was too high for this. Yeah, I'm gonna make that dog laugh. Watch. I'm gonna make that dog laugh. Watch. Let's see. Okay, he's too high already. <laughs> um, what else is cool? I'm made of America, but tell me this. Am I a sellout because I like Thanksgiving? Oh. You like it. Who uh, doesn't like turkey? I do. I like yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> What else is cool? Um, let's see. Hey, you guys are getting so high. You just sit in your car and you just watch people. Like, ever noticed like the male man is so fat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just has a fat. He hasn't lost weight yet. I don't know. I was pretty high today in my car. Just like hot box in my car. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, we used to have so much fun. Like, we used to steal CDs and records back in the day. Now the new generation, they download music, Apple music. I remember when I was a kid, we used to sneak into movie theaters. But the best thing to do is sneak into movie theaters, one person goes in, buys a ticket, and opens the back door, and 30 people Woo! go in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah! Oh, speaking of snitches, good up for Larry Dorsey, the snitch telling me that I went to jail. Yeah, I went to jail because of him, but it's okay. Like, I'm a real friend. Um, the last time I did crime was, uh, I just, me and my buddies decided to steal some cars, right? And we wanted to do a school prank, you know, like we got into the school. You know, we're kids, right? We get into the school, we tag it, throw eggs in it, and uh, we're, you know, tagging it. And my friend, D, I'm not going to say his real name because he's not a snitch. And uh, so I was like, man, D has like some Mac laptops on And Mac laptops were nice and hot. switches with all these Mac laptops and my sleeve, and we're broke too, but we're kids. And like 10 minutes inside the building, I see flashlights. I'm like, hey man, I think that's DeMarcus. And DeMarcus like, no bro, I'm right, right next to you, bro. And I was like, well then that gotta be he. And he's like, no, 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 I'm right here. I'm like, oh, okay. Then 10 seconds later, boom, guy chased the door, police. I'm like, oh shit. So we started running, right? And we're all running, right? And I forgot to mention, I was 320 pounds. All my friends were like athletes, and they were like, uh, they had melanin, you know, they're black, so they're fat, so they're all gone. Uh, that so I get caught, cop eats me up, right? Steps on my face, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to 
jail and officers are like, hey, you know what this is? I was like, what? The smell of justice. I was like, dude, that's kind of lame, you know what I mean? Like, it's my first time going to jail, and you're like saying some walker text or bridge type of thing, you know what I mean? That was like off the strip. So we go to jail, I had to do some paper report, and the paper report was like, one of the, one of the questions was, what's your emergency number? So I didn't want to tell my mom, so I put 911 just as an emergency, like emergency number. So the same officer that tackled me and sent me to jail, he told me to get naked. I was like, oh no. And like it was weird, he like whispered in my ear, and I was like, man, why are you whispering in my ear, bro? I was like, man. And like I said, I was 320 pounds, stretch marks, titties, and it was awful, right? So I bent over, right? And I was like, oh man, he puts a glove on my So I bent over, and I was like, man, you only live once. You know what that is? The smell of justice. <laughs> Alright guys, my name is Flat Demo, guys. Peace. I hope you guys get so high and have a good life. It was like, oh, you should try this. It's like if the whole... 
By the way, the strand of the day, which I believe uh, refers to Vietnam. Nep Ken. Yeah, well, that sounds like an atrocity that was committed in the Vietnam War. Nep Ken. Nep Ken is my, I like me live, but I love Nep Ken. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'm gonna get out of your fucking faces and shit. But I just wanna tell you, I got love for Bruce Banner number three. I was smoking it a couple years ago in Portland. I love Portland. That town is too white and makes my teeth look bad. <laughs> I love Portland. Oregon is cool, you know? It's Oregon has the purest white supremacy of anywhere I've ever tasted. <laughs> It's hard to find a job, though, you know? I tried, like, when I was living there, I tried really hard. I applied everywhere, you know? I even applied to the Ku Klux Klan, but I couldn't fit my resume on one sheet. <laughs> so I was in Portland, I was chilling with my nerves, she had a fat ass. Her ass was so fat, it looked like she was wearing joggers. She was fine. I would tell you about my Bruce, Panda number three experience, but involved a really sad